0: This comes from Christine Scott. She was just up a moment ago and she gave me this little testimony. That's why I want to hear about yours. I want to build your faith. She wrote, it's been so powerful. It's days like today though where I think I don't really need to come up for prayer that God hits me then so hard. I've never and will never accept fibromyalgia as a diagnosis for me, yet there are times, long day, long, like long days at the fair, where I start to wonder. I hurt today so bad, this was Sunday morning. I hurt today so bad, getting up to church, for church was a struggle, and typically, I would have stayed home, but our church is on fire lately. And to miss that would have messed up my whole day. She said, so I came to church, I stepped back <clears throat> at prayer time, but was hit by the power of God when I was, he took away the pain completely away. She said, "Come on somebody I took no no meds today. she said, "I took no meds today, and i 'm not hurting. All I can say is thank you jesus and christine that 's just one of like, four of the miracles god 's been doing in her life, including the one she got up here tonight i mean god 's doing some stuff. I was up here uh, Sunday morning, and uh, much like tonight, and we 're just letting God move and I Get the name Susan. And I can't shake it. I can't shake it. I got Susan, Susan, Susan. I'm thinking, who's Susan? You know, everybody likes to be, I want a home run like everybody else. I want a sure thing like everybody else. But he wants me to step out in face. So finally, I'm like, okay, God, I'm gonna step out. I said, is there a Susan here? Is there a Susan here? Nothing, nothing. Place is packed out. Nothing. I mean, come on, there's gotta be somebody named Susan. Come on. I said, Susan, is there Susan? Nothing. Okay, 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 okay. I moved on to something else. And then I've learned with God when he gives you something, don't give up. Just keep moving ahead. So I I said, Susan, where are you? There's a Susan. Somebody's praying. Either you're here or somebody's praying for Susan. God won't let me go, let it go. Nothing. I was trying to get upset about it. You know, that's when you know you've heard God because a boldness comes on you. I said, guys, where's Susan at? Where's Susan? Because God wouldn't let me let it go. I keep hearing it. And finally, Julie... Um, uh, yeah, she ran, runs up to me. Uh, that, By the way, that, that Susan, or Sue, they call her, is uh, their mother's, Chuck and Julie's mom. Well, she runs up, and she's got the phone in her hand. And it's her mom named Susan. Well, Susan works in the back mainly with our kids. And so, you know, when I get like this, I get tunnel vision. I, I, I can't think about anybody. I don't even remember my name half the time. It's like I'm in a zone, and I'm just locked into that. And I don't know that there's even a I can't think of a Susan. Everybody calls her Sue. But on her Facebook account, it says Susan, because I know that's her real name. So anyways, um, so she's got her on the phone. I said, bring the phone here. So we went live, praise God. I got, I'm, like, I'm like this talking to her, and you can hear her. And I said, I, I, I give her a word, of uh, this word. And she starts crying, and she's, she's thanking God. And, and uh, she, she just, you could tell she got really touched from the Lord. And it went across the whole crowd. Everybody felt it, Right. Well, this is what she writes me today. She says, hi, pastor. I wanted to thank you for praying with me over the phone on Sunday morning during service. Very seldom on Sunday am I not in the building. Usually I'm in faith, kids. Let me tell you something. God knows where you're at. He knows where you're at. Wait till I read the rest. But this past week, I needed to take my brother's four children to see him in prison in Walpon. When I left my home in the morning to go pick them up, I prayed and cried out to God. That morning, that Sunday morning. I pr- prayed and cried out to God for deliverance and forgiveness from a spiritual battle of anxiety and depression that I've been that has been on, on me for many, many years. I felt I needed to release it to God, and he gave me peace. Then my son Chuck and my daughter Julie both called to tell me you were calling. She's praying to God, crying out to God, and as she's getting the release from the Lord, she gets a phone call from church on the platform. Come on. so God knows where you're at. God hears your prayer. Oh, that does me good. Come on. I don't, I, for me, that just does something to me. Come on. So she, but anyway, she says, um, and Julie both called to, to tell me that you were calling me to the, in front of the church. I knew this was God giving me my confirmation for my prayer. Thank you so much, Pastor Jeff, for listening to the Holy Spirit and giving the messages even to the least of us. She said me, and then we don't look at her that way at all. But obviously, there's a testimony, she said, that goes along with all of this. I'd probably message you for several hours, though, LOL. Once again, thank you, and I want to hear it all, Julie. You tell her I want to hear it all. Is she here by chance tonight? Make a phone call. I'm just kidding. She's in the back. And tell her I want to hear the rest. Once again, thank you and Pastor Robin for being the wonderful, godly spiritual leaders we need in the world. God's blessing, Susan Stemo. And then that's so powerful. Also, we have another, Maria Quills. Are you here, Maria? Is she here tonight? She's normally here. Um, she works across the way, and uh, she may not be here tonight. I, this is kind of impromptu. But she asked us to pray. Uh, she had cancer in her breast. Uh, they were going in. They wanted a, something else. Looked pretty, kind of bad. She went in for two different uh, looks at it. It wasn't good. We prayed. We asked God for total healing. She is absolutely free. Free. Come on, someone say Amen. Only God. Then, 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 uh, su- Sunday. Um, I-, I just want to share this because I want I want you to see this is a learning curve for some of you. I want you to see prophetically what God is saying and doing. He's going to begin to take this church and put the pieces together where stuff starts making sense. Like I'm going to say stuff up here. You go, oh my God! He told. He just said that to me last night. That's how we know we're sinking and we're getting in alignment by the Holy Spirit. It just will begin to make sense to you. So, um, um, Anita's been struggling with some issues that I'm not going to get into tonight. It's none of my, your business until she wants to make it your business. But she's been dealing with some health issues. and That's why she's not up here. And um, and so and they're, some are pretty serious. And so, um, she's been in pain and everything. Sunday, she was here. And it was Sunday, right? Sunday. I get my days all mixed up, man. I am just like, y'all, I've been in a cloud for like three or four weeks. I'm just like, ah. Uh. What day is it? <laughs> I get here in the nighttime. I forget what day it is. What time I gotta get up next morning? But I'm 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 having fun. Amen. So um so anyways um so she's up here at the front, and this was second service. Was it second service? And uh, it's packed. Everybody, everybody up at the front. We're worshiping God. A great moment. And it was at the end of the service, and we started singing. I exalt thee. I exalt thee, I exalt thee. Oh, was crying and worshiping God. It was wonderful. And while they're singing up on the platform, I'm hearing the song, Oh, the glory of your presence. Now it's a completely different key, and I know it is. So I'm going, I feel like God wants to sing this song. He wants to sing the song. I can't, it's been so many years. I can't remember the words. I know some of them, but y'all, I make words up. Praise God. I just make them up. It sound, that kind of fits there. Let's just use that one, you know. That's why I screw them up all the time. I'll start singing the song, and it's not the right words. but And so I'm, I'm, I got, I, I'm up here Googling. I'm Googling to find the words because I want to sing the song, okay? And then we sing it one time through. Just trying to show you what God's doing here. Nobody's more special than the next person. He's just fitting things together. So um, I we sing one time through, and God, I feel God tell me in his way. You know how he does it. Uh, he inspired me. Have Anita come up and sing the song. I'm not thinking about what's going on in her body, none of that stuff. So I go, Anita, where are you? Hey, come, come. She's over here in the dark. I said, come up here and sing this song. So she comes up. Well, she grabs herself like this and she's starting to make slowly, slowly. I'm going, oh no, that's right. She's has been feeling good. Oh no, I made a big mistake. This isn't good, but now we're in it. I said, Lord, you're just gonna have to heal her now. I mean, I don't know what to do because I felt I felt really bad. I felt bad. God knows what he's doing. So she walks up here, and she can't even get it out. I'm, the whole time, I'm going, oh, no, oh, no. She starts to cry. I'm going, oh, no. She's in so much pain. I'm thinking, what do we do here? And all I could do, I felt like, just let it happen. Let it happen. So she begins to sing this song, okay? Well, <clears throat> little did I know that God dealt with her on Thursday and said, get ready, because pastor's going to call you up out of the audience to sing a song. And she said, Oh, Lord. She started laughing. You're gonna to have to help me on that one. You're gonna tell to to me. And, and, and she, but the Lord said, Get ready. God started speaking to her. Well, then when I called her, obviously she was excited, but more than that, more than that, what you don't know is while well, we're saying, I exalt thee, and I'm hearing, Oh, the glory, she's hearing, Oh, the glory. She's hearing the song. Come on, she's hearing the song. So when I call her up, she's not in pain. She's proclaimed. Come on, somebody say amen. She's like, she's, she's overwhelmed by the presence of God. And she gets up here and sings the song. That's not the end of it. So Madi was up on the, uh, that, that morning. Uh, she got up and she's beginning to pray and get ready for the day. And the Lord gives her a little mini vision. She says, and I just saw me and Anita standing hand in hand, and we're singing on the platform together, and she goes, and that was that morning, and she said, oh, Lord, that's great. One day, Lord, we thank you, and she's just thanking God that it's going to happen. At some point, she'll be healed, and she's not thinking about that. Well, she's not in first service, and she's not even on the schedule to sing, so she comes to second service, and she's getting nailed by the power of God over here. No, no, she's not on the platform, but where my brother at? Um... <clears throat> Lee, Leandre, I don't know what happened. He had to go to the bathroom real bad or something. I don't know what happened, but he, he had to leave. He tipped out. Amen. And he said, I don't know what happened, bro. I really don't know. And he said, "Mati, he goes, Mati, will you sing for me? She goes, sure. So she jumps up on the platform, sings, leads, I exalt thee. Come on, y'all. And then, when I'm hearing all the glory, she's hearing all the glory. I bring up to sing, and the vision mighty had came to pass. Come on. That's why I know you're getting your healing. You're going to have it all. God's going to give you a testimony, and you're going to share it to millions of people. Come on. That's how I know. And what God does for one, get ready, get ready, get ready. He's about to do it for every single one of us if we'll have ears to hear. Come on. Acts chapter 3 verse 1. Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, and a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid at the daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple, just like you'd see today, somebody that would stand outside of a restaurant or whatever, asking for something just to get by or to survive. Who'd seen Peter, this man, who was lame from his mother's womb? saw peter and john about to go into the temple they he asked alms from them and fixing his eyes on him when john and peter said look at us i love the boldness i love the boldness that john and peter had enough to say look at us we got what you need so he gave them his attention Expecting, expecting, expecting to receive something from them. You're not supposed to accept the circumstance. You're supposed to expect your miracle. Peter and John said, look at us. And the man gave them his complete focus and attention, expecting to receive something from them. In verse 6 through 9, then Peter said, silver and gold. I don't have but what I do have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth rise up and walk and he took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength so he leaping and up and stood and walked and entered the temple with them walking leaping and praising God and all the people saw him walking and praising God they're not not everybody liked it by the way but they all saw it This man looked at Peter and John expecting to receive something. We're not called to just come and attend church. We're called to expect God to show up. And the more you want to see power like you've never seen before, the more we come in one accord, all expecting for God to show up. That's when His power is going to be made available to us. Did you know that you generally get what you expect in life. This man was a beggar, and that's all he did was beg. And I don't begrudge him or anyone if they're trying to get by. Maybe they're addicts or maybe they're just homeless or whatever the case might be. But ain't nobody ever thought when they were 12 and 13 years old, I'ma grow up and be in the streets of Milwaukee. No matter how you slice it, judge as you may, is hard. Am I right? And I meet that guy, I don't know if you meet the same guy all the time. He said, You got 37 cents? You got 37 cents? I'm thinking, He don't ask for 38? 60. Your guy is what? 60? 66. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what, why they need exactly that change, but I, you, I, maybe it's just to open up the conversation, but that's as high as their vision will allow them to go. They're accepting what's happened to them, they're accepting what's going on, and all that. Judging them, I'm just telling you, that's where we all get spiritually sometimes. And generally, you get what you expect. So ladies, if you think all men are dogs, you generally get what you expect. I'm going to go ahead and preach it. You say, say, well, every time I open myself up to people, I usually get stabbed in the back. You generally get what you expect. I don't want to go to that church because they're probably too clicky over there and they won't like me. You generally get what you expect. Man, every time I, 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 I seem to give my tithe and offering, all hell comes against me. You generally get what you expect. I don't know what it is, but something about me because people just, they don't get me. Well, you get what you expect. I love to be involved in the church, but I just don't have the time. You generally get what you expect. All faith is designed to do is to raise your level of Expectation. Because expectation is the breeding ground for miracles. For anything can happen with God. For all things are possible. For breakthrough to begin to happen in your life. I want to ask you tonight. Do you have the courage to raise your expectation? Because it takes courage to step up beyond where you've been. Most people don't do it. And you want to know why? Because they're so afraid of disappointment. They'd Rather, settle for what they have and where they're at in life than stretch for a new and brighter day. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to reach beyond where I've been. I don't want to stay in the same place any longer. Matter of fact, that's my heart cry. God, get me out of this place. I want to go where you want me to go. I want to say what you want me to say. Sick and tired of dealing with the same stinking rotten issues. Are there anybody else feeling like I feel? Are you tired of dealing with it over and over and over again? People would rather stay in the ground with a cup in the hand. Beg for 37 cents. than take the risk and get in the flow of a move of God. They'd rather have everything orderly in the house of God. Perfectly so we know exactly what's up. I want to have an order chart and better that pastor better get us out in 45 minutes. It better be a 40, I'm not going to church for no long period of time. At 45 minutes, amen, I'm going, to go, I'm going there today. And I want my latte, half price, at the church. Come on, y'all. And, and that's how we think sometimes. We'd rather live low and beggarly in their ridiculous routine of survival than break the pattern and cycle of their behavior and stretch for something that they've never had before. Touch your neighbor and say, it's time to break your patterns. Touch your other neighbor and say, it's time to break the cycle. People in security, now Rich has been in security most of his life, will tell you that if you want to keep the thief away from you, you've got to break your pattern of how you live. I just said something right there because the thief all he's got to do is watch how you behave. And when he gets your behavior patterns down, he knows exactly where to show up where you're not around. He knows exactly where to slip in, come on, and take everything you got. Well, our Bible tells us that the thief comes to steal and kill and destroy, but Jesus come to bring his life and life more abundantly. Come on. Hallelujah. We got to break the pattern. Why do you think I'm down here in the middle of the night? Don't you show up either knocking on the door, you'll scare me. I already get freaked out. You'll hear something run across the roof. Oh, devil, I bind you in the name of Jesus. And it's just wind, but it, it ain't right. You know what I'm talking about? So do not come here in the middle of the night. I got it locked down, praise God. Why do you think I'm doing it? Why am I troubling myself? Because I don't want what I had. I'm getting to understand what God wants from me. He wants me to break my patterns, break what I think is important, break my cycles, break my alabaster box, what I think is valuable, and give it to Jesus. I feel like running up in here tonight. He doesn't want us to have church as usual, doing the same thing over and over, repeating a cycle. That's what the children of Israel did, and they never made it to the promised land. What we have from Acts chapter 3 is a guy who's trying to make the best out of a bad situation. Just like us. It's all he's ever known, man. He's been lame from his mother's womb. He's never known a life to walk on two legs. He's only known a life of people assisting him and barely getting by. It's all he's ever seen. And every time he's placed in the marketplace, he sees other handicapped people like himself begging. And so all he did was learn from them and how to do it the best way he could possibly do it to get the most money he could possibly get within a five or, 10 day, or, five or seven day period. He was just doing what he could. He couldn't rise above anything because there was nobody there to show him another way to live. If all you've ever seen is poverty, you're more than likely going to be poor. Poor. If all you've ever seen is people putting up with sickness and disease, then more than likely you'll put up with it too. If all you've ever seen is dysfunctional relationships, then it's highly probable you'll have dysfunctional relationships. That's why a lot of you ladies like the bad boy image. I don't know why I'm getting on y'all tonight. I just want you to be all right. I'm tired of seeing my good godly women get out there in the world and some joker come by. Come on. And say, I love you and you're beautiful and all that kind of stuff. Have sex with them and leave them on a stump somewhere and their life is crushed. I'm tired of our women getting destroyed out there. You want the bad boy image. And the good guy comes by. They say, how was that day? Oh, he's nice. He was really nice. But I'm just not attracted to him. That's because all you've ever done, your new norm is dysfunction. You gotta have a bad boy, somebody that's a project, somebody you can put that you can say, I can fix him and make it work. And it never works out that way. I'm preaching good now. At least I got y'all's attention. Hallelujah. If all you've ever seen is people stressed and worried and have anxiety over situations, then you will more than likely deal with the same thing. This man was lame all his life. Anytime you've been broke all of your life, That's all you'll see. If you've been intimidated all your life, that's all you'll know. If you've been insecure doubting or abused or angry all of your life, that's what you'll put your faith in. Untrusting all of your life, you develop a new norm around a dysfunctional situation. That's the reason some of you have a hard time accepting God the Father to do great things for you because your natural father never came through for you. And so we see through the eyes of dysfunction thinking that's how daddy father is going to treat us in the end. With deep feelings of insecurity and resentment. And it's hard to trust God when we see that human beings that should have loved us and been there for us were not there. You guess why it's so important you forgive them and let it go and receive your father? I said a moment ago, this God has never known evil. He can't do you harm. He can't do you wrong. So this man was, has built a routine around his disability. Routine is what you build around when you think it can't change. Daily, the Bible says, they laid him at the gate called beautiful. Every day he ended up in the same stinking spot. Every day, the same terrain, the same people, the same situation. Every day, the same spot. Isn't it funny you can work at different places but end up at the same spot in your life? Meet new people but end up in the same spot? Move to a different city but end up in the same spot? We get in a routine and we don't even know that we're in the routine anymore. And that's what God's calling this church to do. I believe the church at large to do is to break our religious routines and cycles and say, "Let Lord, you're, the, you're God. You're the pastor. We want you to show up and show up. This lame man was laid daily at the gate called Beautiful, a 60-foot-tall gate, ornate, overlaid with gold or brass. They don't know which, but it was opulent, gorgeous, an ugly problem laid in a beautiful place. A gate is an access point. It's an entry point from one place into another. I would call it your breakthrough moment. Yet this man for years and years, so close to a breakthrough, but never quite getting past it. I want to talk to some people who knows what it's like to be close to a beautiful miracle, but just not close enough. You just can't quite get it. You just can't get quite through the door. we got to start saying almost, it's not good enough. We don't need to make excuses for God. We need to get real about it. Almost is not good enough. The man was laid out right in front of the temple. Did you hear me? Every day of his life in front of the house of God. Yet no moving power of God. Yet nothing had changed for him. Let me make the statement. Religion could not heal him. In church, we've got to challenge the religious nature of the church in order to see signs and wonders and miracles. There's so many religious behaviors and, and traditional routines that we do, and it's got to fit within our patterns. And if we don't, I've been telling my leaders, we've got to get ready. We might to see stuff we don't even agree with. If it's doc, not doctrine, we won't, we won't have to agree. The Bible says it's wrong. But if something happens, that's what a sign and a wonder is. You don't even know. So I wonder, I wonder. It's to make people wonder. Did you hear what I'm saying? That's exactly what a wonder is. It's to make you wonder. Was that God? Was that not God? It makes you wonder about, and the unsaved see it, and they wonder. They start thinking about God and God's ways. Jesus could do no mighty works when the people were filled with religion and tradition and doubt. They had no expectation Of the Messiah, they said it every day that they were waiting for the Messiah to come, waiting for the Messiah to come, waiting for Him to come. Yet when He showed up, they didn't even recognize Him. Religion has no expectation of change. As a matter of fact, religion hates change. It will fight change. And where we're going as a church, and where we're going in this city, we're about to see. I'm going to give you more confirmation. We're about to see revival fire start, Uh, and it's already happened. But we're about to see a whole new dimension. And I'm here to tell you, some of your brothers and sisters that are in Christ that you love will not like it. What do you do? I'm going to cuss them out, Pastor. No, you are not going to cuss them out. Ain't nobody talking about my church or my past. No, no, no. No, no. You love them. And if, they, if you can sit down and try to help them understand, fine. We don't get involved in that, guys. We don't do. We pray for people. And we love them. And guess what? Maybe in time, they'll turn, turn around and be a part and join forces. But I'm just here to tell you, not everybody's going to love it. Because Jesus was the son of God. I mean, he was the answer. And everywhere he went, it was either, you know, it was either chaos or it was total blessing of God. It was either a riot or it was total order of God. I mean, it, it was amazing what he did. And, and not everybody enjoyed the ministry of Jesus. I, I want to tell more. I know it's getting late. Give me just a couple more minutes. And again, you're gonna, just going to have to learn to do that. I need this. I need a couple more minutes. Because one of the things that God has spoken to me is that he said he's very concerned about his people, the state of his church. I'm a soul winner. That's what I've done my whole ministry. I've, I've tried to be obedient to what God's asked me to do. I love God's people, but I've really focused on souls. And I'll never stop that. I have an anointing for that. And, and, and somehow God's going to marry everything together. But what he did tell me was this. I have an assignment, church. I know my mission right now. And my mission is go after God's people that have been wounded and hurt. God's people that felt like God abandoned. He told me, he said, they feel like I've abandoned them. They have deep resentment about it. And he said, I want you to to keep the stirring of the water to continue to flow. Let me flow because I'm going to send them in and they'll be refreshed. And they'll be restored And they'll be replenished and they'll get on fire for me. God's always about his people. And how can we win the world to Jesus Christ when his people are nearing death themselves? And so I have my assignment. I've got my marching orders from Jesus. This man needed a miracle church that the religious leaders lay right across the street and the people could not give him. Because they had no expectation. They didn't expect God to show up. They just were in a routine. Just going to church, man. Yeah, it's the beggar over there. (laughs) Ha ha. Who's that dance? There's a dancer guy that I think Maddie were talking about. Someone's talking about this guy dances in a corner somewhere. Was it like Forest Home? Yeah, I see him all the time over there. He's dancing around. You know, he's dancing around doing his thing. Does anybody even know his name? I mean, I'm thinking about people like that, that honestly... They, they need Jesus, come on somebody or maybe they got Jesus and we need more of his joy I don't know which one it is but, but that's not usual, right that's unusual and we just kind of go by him, oh, that's the guy over there we're in our routines and God's saying I need you to break the routines I feel like there's an impartation that God wants to give to us to help us to even see the need to break the routine don't get mad at me Because I'm not staying on this side of the gate, beautiful. I'm not staying in the beggarly row. I'm not staying with my feet bound up and needing someone else to help me through. I plan on going through the gate into the other side. Touch your neighbor, say, Don't hate, go through the gate. Come on, just tell them. Come on, church. Psalms 24.9 says, lift up your heads. Lift up your expectations. Oh, you gates. Come on. You everlasting doors. That's called breakthrough. And the glory, king of glory, shall come in. Who's ready to break their routine and their crummy cycles? Who's ready to trouble themselves to see God do something wonderful in them and through them? Hallelujah. Faith is the substance of things hoped. That's earnest expectation. Everybody say hope. And say expectation. That's what. That's how you read it. Faith is the substance of things expected. What are you expecting? Or have you done so much accepting that you no longer can expect God to do what? Turn around in your life. Come on. Do you know how you know you've got high expectation? When you're hungry like crazy. When you hunger for something more than you've got today expectation is that. When you hunger to be in the house of God, when you hunger for change, when you hunger to see what God is able to do, when you hunger and so desperate to see a move of God, His presence and His anointing for change, that's how you know you're moving with expectation. And I can come up here and teach you all day how to cook, because I got some bad cooking skills, y'all. I can cook. Just look at me, too. Come on, someone say amen. I can cook. And I can teach you how to do this, and I can teach you how to do that. But I cannot teach you to be hungry. I can't make you belly up and eat it. That's something that only God can do. That's why I love to see your eyes. It motivates me. This pleases the Father. You're here on the Thursday night to get all you can get. It shows me you got high expectation and you're hungry for God like you've never been hungry before. If all we want is to be laid out at the gate and then beg, then that's all we're going to get. I wonder, do we have any hungry people in the room tonight? Are you, are, you, are you starting to feel those hunger pains tonight? Do you have the courage to believe God like never before tonight?